today on Locked On Ducks Hockey, the mailbag gets opened up a little bit, and the Ducks finish their road trip in New York City. Join me on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The weekend is upon us. It is Friday, TGIF. Hello, my fellow hockey fans. Welcome to Locked on Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we wrap up this week. And this is going to be the last set of games before the Ducks go on their holiday break. Yes, there are games on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. I hope you all are morning people because we got two games that start before noon. In fact, these games might finish before noon. And then they have four days off for their traditional holiday break. Before we dive in, I want to tell you that you can listen to this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And you can ask Siri, hey Siri, play Locked On Ducks and hope you hear my dulcet tones on the other end. If you do, great. Otherwise, try looking manually. And be sure to subscribe if you have not already. Now that that's all out of the way, I'm going to open up the mailbag. So I've been asking fans to send in their questions throughout the season, and I've answered some of them here and there. And I'm going to answer another one that I just got recently in light of the Ducks losing streak, as it were. And I'll admit, the Ducks right now are in dire straits as far as standings points goes. In fact, they have the worst record in the Western Conference as of this moment. Hmm, does this sound familiar? Yeah, the St. Louis Blues were last place at this time last year, too. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year, Ducks fans. I'm just going to put that out there. With the injuries to Troy Terry and especially the injury to the Elite 1C Derek Grant, I just don't see the Ducks making a run to the Stanley Cup Final. Just have to be honest here. As I've said throughout the season, temper your expectations. They're on a rebuild. And speaking of rebuild... I got asked this question, and I'm just going to answer it straight up. With the Ducks losing more and more games, what draft picks should we be looking out for, and should we embrace the tank? So kind of a two-part question there. I don't embrace tanking, per se. I mean, I, I see where people are coming from. Let's embrace the tank. Let's start losing some games. Not on purpose, but you know, we don't have to put that much effort into it. The Ducks might be better off if they just continue to lose and lose. I mean, you never want to see your team lose and lose. I know the fans don't like that because there are plenty of fans out there that don't want to pay good money to just see their team continually lose. That's not how you bring the fans back. It's never been that way. So to answer that question, I don't know if I'm going to embrace the tank yet because it is only December. We still haven't even hit 2020 yet. However, I I could agree on this front. The Ducks are in last place. They only have a record of 14, 17, and 4. They have 32 points. That's the worst in the West. The other reason I don't know if I want to embrace the tank is because I don't think the Ducks can possibly tank enough to have a worse record than the New Jersey Devils and the Detroit Red Wings. Although the last game against the Devils may have helped because the Devils now have 27 points and the Ducks have 32. Although the Detroit Red Wings, they are by far the worst team in the National Hockey League. They have by far the worst goal differential 
They are a minus 62 right now. They've allowed 114 goals, whereas the Ducks have only allowed 104. In fact, the Ducks' goals against is not that bad. They've only allowed 104 goals. That is good enough for 6th in the Western Conference. So this is a problem that the Ducks have had in the recent years. They had this problem last season. They cannot score goals. They just cannot find anyone to put it away. They have a bunch of playmakers on their team. Derek Grant was coming around. Andre Kasha, he's been hurt a little bit this season. You know, Getzloff is one of their best goal scorers on this team. Right now, the Ducks have 89 goals in 35 games. That's an average of maybe two plus goals per game, and that is about it. They've they've scored 89, allowed 104. The goal differential is not bad for Anaheim. But the big thing, I mean, 89 goals. That's the third worst in the league behind only the New Jersey Devils at 80 and the Detroit Red Wings at 79. That is not good company to be in if you're the Anaheim Ducks. So to answer that second part of that question, what should the Ducks get as far as draft goes? And I'm going to put this out there right now. I don't know if this is one of these stronger drafts. There is an obvious number one pick. And then after that, you've got a bunch of, you know, great players. I mean, the the number one pick is an elite player and it is an obvious number one pick. And that's going to be Alexis Lafreniere, who is from Canada. He's 18 years old. He's got a tremendous upside. In fact, he's playing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League right now for the Rimouski Oceanic team. And in three seasons, he's put up some incredible numbers. In 60 games in 2017-2018, he had 42 goals, 38 assists for 80 points. Last season for Rimouski, in 61 games, he had 37 goals, 68 assists for 105 points. This season, as of right now, in 32 games... He has scored 23 points and 47 assists for a total of 70 points. That's 7-0 in 32 games. He is right now averaging over 2 points per game. That's sick. That's disgusting. But I'm just going to face the facts. Detroit or New Jersey is more likely to win that first overall draft pick. There is a lottery that takes place every year around early April. You have to be hopeful for the Ducks if they can get that first pick. But after that, you know, you kind of have to be a little bit creative. And there is one player to me that stands out above the rest as far as goal scorers. The Ducks have plenty of playmakers. They have a lot of guys that like to pass the buck, but they're not really that shoot first kind of mentality. So you kind of have to look at those first 10 prospects and think which one might have the best upside as far as goal scoring goes. And the one name that I keep coming back to is another Swedish kid. Yes, I know the Ducks love their Swedes. My buddy Taylor Blake Ward, he loves the Swedish hockey team. And I know this would please him greatly. But the player that I'm looking at is Alexander Holtz from Jer Gardens in the Swedish Hockey League. He's only 17 years old. He celebrates his 18th birthday in 34 days. He was born January 23rd, so he turns 18 this coming January 23rd. He's six feet, about a buck 80. 
He is a stellar goal scorer and probably one of the best goal scorers on this current draft. Last season, he began with the super elites for the Drew Gardens uh, Swedish team. Last season, in 38 games, he had 30 goals and 17 assists for 47 points. He's not an assist first guy. He's a goal scorer, and he is not shy about shooting that puck. In fact, he has one of the best wrist shots in the entire draft for this season. So that is one player you definitely have to watch out for. This season in Drew Garden Super Elite in two games. Two games. He's already scored seven goals and two assists for nine points. I'm not making this up. If you're scoring seven goals in two games, you're doing something right. And this kid is set to start in the World Junior Championships coming up later this month. This starts on December 26th, and he will be part of the Swedish national team for World Juniors. Some experts online are saying that they would compare Alexander Holtz to a, I guess, poor man's Alexander Ovechkin. And there's even a couple scouts saying that he might be the best natural goal scorer to come along since Alexander Ovechkin. So those are very high standards to to uphold. And really, that's some very high praise for a young man that has not even turned 18 years old. Uh, His skating ability is very good. He's got a very good lower body, very strong legs. His hockey IQ is also top-notch, one of the most intelligent players to come out of the Swedish league, according to scouts. You know, more prospects are getting a better understanding of the game, and this kid is no exception. You know, he apparently has very, very excellent on-ice vision, and watching some of his recent plays on recent WJCs for the under-18s, he is definitely a shoot-first kind of guy. But when he gets that open shot, he looks around and kind of weaves his way in between the zone and finds his way either in between the face-off dots or he finds a very quick shot on not really a bad angle, but at a good enough angle that's going to be tough for the goalie to save. So Holtz definitely knows how to find the right shot. His best ability and his best attribute is definitely his shot. I mean, that's his greatest strength by far. He has very excellent accuracy. He picks those corners apart like nobody's business. And really, his shot is his wrist shot. His wrist shot is one of the best in the entire draft class, and that's the shot that has given him plenty of goals. You know, he has a great slap shot too, but he prefers that wrister just because of the release on the wrist shot and the accuracy with it. You know, he can get the top corners. He can go top cheese. He can find it. You know, he can pop that bottle off anytime he wants. And he's also had a couple of goals on highlights where he'll find that seven hole extremely well. That little spot between the armpit and the pads. And, you know, that's such a massive variety of shots that he has. And they are elite quality shots. So the Ducks could definitely use someone like that. I mean, there are plenty of other people above him as far as the mock draft goes. You know, there's another Swede that's apparently very good in this draft, um, whose name is Lucas Raymond from Sweden. But he is another one of those playmaker type 
players from Sweden. One of the best playmakers on this draft. But if you're the Ducks, you don't need a playmaker. You need a scorer. If you are ranked that low as far as goals scored in the National Hockey League, you have to look for you know, a score. You have to look for goals on the board. And that, my friends, I think is what the Ducks should go for. So if they get that fourth or fifth pick, if they don't move up in the standings and end up with the third, fourth, or fifth pick, this is someone that you've got to keep an eye on, Alexander Holtz. And if y'all have NHL Network, then you could watch him on the World's Junior Championships starting next week. So that's a player that Ducks fans I would keep an eye on is Alexander Holtz of Sweden. And after the first intermission, I hope you guys are in a New York state of mind because we're going to talk about the last two games on this road trip at Long Island and in Manhattan. Stay locked in. Just listening to that puts me in a New York state of mind. And the Ducks are definitely in a New York state of mind because their next two games are in the great city of New York. Well, technically, one of them is on Long Island and the other game is in Manhattan, right in downtown. As the Ducks play two day games, one of which is against the Islanders and the next one is against the New York Rangers. And we'll start with Saturday's game. That is tomorrow at 10 a.m. our time, 1 p.m. local time. And that place, that game takes place at Uniondale at the Nassau Coliseum, or what was then known as Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, one of my favorite old barns to watch a hockey game. I did a podcast about this recently where I talked about old barns of the NHL. That is one of my favorite places to go. It also has one of the most distinct home ice advantages in all of hockey. Only a couple nights ago, the Islanders' home point streak, they had a 13-game streak where they had at least one point in the standings, and that was broken the other night when the Nashville Predators broke out for eight, eight goals in one game. These two teams have already met once this season, and that was about three weeks ago at the Honda Center. Actually, no, this was four weeks ago because... That was Hockey Fights Cancer Night at the Ponda on a game that took place November 25th. The Anaheim Ducks shut out the New York Islanders 3-0, and that was a game where the Islanders had an 18-game point streak of their own, both home and on the road, and that streak was broken on the 25th. And I was kind of hoping Nashville would have won the other night. That way the Ducks would have broken another streak. But now that that streak's been broken... The Isles are going to look to really come back strong on the heels of that bad loss. And some players to watch out for. you got to watch out for Jordan Eberle of the New York Islanders. He's been on a tear lately. He's got four assists on his last five games. And you got to look at Nelson for the Islanders. He's got five points in his last five games, three goals in his last five. Uh, he's looked terrific aside from that one game against Nashville. Uh, the Isles... Their biggest strength is their goaltending. And this goes on with Semyon Varlamov, who has a 12-3 record, a 2.34 
goals against average, and a save percentage of 923. So how about Thomas Grice? Well, he's 11-5. and five. He's got a 238 goals against average and a 924 save percentage. So really, the beat goes on. You could plug in either of those two goalies, and you're seemingly guaranteed to get about 92% worth of saves and about two goals allowed per game. Varlamov has played 15 games. Grice has played 16 games. Not as much inequality. Really, both goalies are looking like they're going to play about 40 games each, which is ideally what you want as far as a, quote, backup goalie, unquote. You know, John Gibson, he's played 24 games this season. Ryan Miller has only played seven games. You got to worry about overuse once again with Gibson. Gibson right now is 10 and 14. He's got a goals against of 280 and a save percentage of about 91% or 910. So really, John Gibson is not having a bad season, to be quite honest with you. In fact, he's one of the better goalies in the league. The Ducks just cannot score worth a lick. And Ryan Miller currently is 4 and 3 with a 3 goals against average and a save percentage of 904. Yeah, the Islanders are third, allowing 2.48 goals per game. So that is quite remarkable when you think about the streak that they've had. You know, the Isles, you know, they've missed players that have gone on to free agency. But really, it is about their defense. It's about their goaltending. That has been one of their biggest strengths all season long. And I look at players like Ryan Pulak. He's got 16 points this season. Ryan Pulak, I think, is one of those players that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. But I think he's been a great defenseman for the Isles this season. Does a great job of, you know, keeping pucks out of the zone. And does a really good job, by the way, of of clogging up lanes. I like his game a lot. And a couple other players to watch out for. Um, I mentioned him already. But Brock Nelson, you know, he's got 26 points this season. He's been on kind of a tear recently. So someone to watch out for. And, you know, I always say look out for, you know, other players like Matt Barzal. Yeah, Matthew Barzal is leading the Isles with 28 points on this young season. Yeah, he's leading with only 28 points. He's got 14 goals this season. That's their leading goal scorer. So really, it's about the defense and it's about the goaltending for the Isles. Of course, last time the Ducks scratched three across the board. And the Isles have had some problems with this all season long where they just cannot get the goal in the net. They sometimes have problems with their power play and just scoring many goals at a time. So that's the game against the Isles. And that is tomorrow at 10 a.m. our time. So wake up early, get that breakfast going, and watch the Ducks take on the Isles at, once again, 10 a.m., Then the following day, Sunday, December 22nd, the Ducks' last game before Christmas takes place at Madison Square Garden in Manhattan off of 5th and 34th, right over Penn Station. The Ducks take on the New York Rangers. I do love that arena. It's one of my favorite arenas of all time. And kind of tying into the song, um, I got to see Billy Joel perform in concert at MSG on one of his house shows. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Just amazing. If you haven't seen Billy Joel live, go check him out at MSG. Or if you're in New York, you could check out the Ducks at MSG as they're taking on Henrik Lundqvist and the Rangers. The last time these two teams played 
we had a thrilling shootout take place. And that was a fun one to watch, by the way. The Rangers and Ducks were just going back and forth at it. And the Ducks ended up winning that game in a shootout that took place only a week ago. December 14th was the last time these two teams met. And they meet again eight days later. So maybe the Ducks can win another shootout. Who knows? Players to watch out for. Well, there's two obvious players to watch out for as far as the Rangers go. And it begins and ends with Artemi Panarin. Uh, Artemi Panarin has 43 points this season. He has scored 20 points. He did well against the Ducks last game. But that is not the player that I would be worried about. The player I'd be worried about is the guy that burns the Ducks for two goals and a shootout goal last game, Mika Zibanejad. Zibanejad had has 23 points of the season. He scored two goals against the Ducks last time, and they were fantastic goals as well. So, you know, look for Zibanejad to really step things up once again. He does well against the Ducks. And someone else who's been pretty good recently is, oh, that's an S and a K and a J. That's... Three consonants, no vowels, so we're going to skip that. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. So Brady Shea, you know, he likes to do that hockey. He's got 13 points this season. You know, he's just a great defenseman all around, and he's a heavy hitter. So be on the lookout for that. After the intermission, we'll take a quick look around the National Hockey League. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this Friday, December 20th, only five days before Christmas. Have you gotten your Christmas shopping done yet? If you haven't, I did an episode a couple weeks ago where I talked about hockey gift ideas for the hockey fan in your life. So check out some last minute gifts. You know, I got to plug... You know, the Ducks team store, they're having sales going on right now. And if you really want an awesome present, uh, get them some Ducks tickets or maybe a jersey. Or if you're in SoCal and you have access to this, uh, my buddy S. Preston, he has the minimalist art store down at the Garden Walk. And this is off of Catella Avenue. He has Wild Wing mugs for sale now. He has a plethora of stuff for y'all to buy. So check that out. If you're in Anaheim, check out the S. Preston store. You know, minimalist art. He's got some Wild Wing art. Check that out. And we're going to wrap things up really quickly with a quick look around the National Hockey League. Uh, Oscar Lindblom, I mentioned on the last game, you know, prayers up to him. And as far as games coming this weekend, there's a full slate of games, you know, this weekend. And there's some very good ones. And I'll start off with tonight. I mean, there's really only one game that I think is worth watching, and that's the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Edmonton Oilers. The Pens right now are 20-10-4, and, and the Oilers are 19-14-4. Both teams are looking to improve their playoff slots right now. As for tomorrow, December 21st, obviously the Ducks and the Isles is a game to watch. The Winnipeg Jets and Minnesota Wild, uh... Winnipeg's looking pretty decent recently. Here's a game that 
I might be interested in. It is the free game on your NHL TV. The Boston Bruins and the Nashville Preds. The Preds scored eight goals the other night. So we'll see if they can keep up that pace against a frankly struggling Boston team. Boston just lost to the LA Kings earlier this week. So maybe Boston is a little bit pissed off about that. They might score eight on the Preds. Who knows? And one other game to watch on Saturday night. I mean, this is a good one. I think this is going to be a fun one. The Hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I still like watching the Panthers. They still have a very good team. Jonathan Herberto is still leading that team. But the Hurricanes, they're 22-11-2. I called it earlier in the season where the Hurricanes have a decent shot of winning the division. They've been on kind of a roll recently. (laughs) In fact, the Hurricanes right now, as far as the standings go, they are only 7 points back from the lead in the Met division. Washington has 53 points. They are 24-6-5. The Isles are 23-8-2. And and Carolina is 22-11-2. So the Hurricanes are only 2 points back of the Isles. I still think they're kind of a dark horse to go far in the playoffs this season. But Washington is the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. They have 53 points. As far as games on Sunday... There's a decent slate of games on Sunday. You know, the Ducks play the Rangers on that very early game. 9.30 our time, 12.30 local time at Madison Square Garden. Wake up early for that one. Hopefully the Ducks clocks are running early for these next two games in New York. And one other game I think is worth watching is going to be the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars. Both teams, once again kind of in that playoff hunt as far as the standings go. And then just to kind of wrap things up, there's a full slate of games on Monday. The Ducks don't play. In fact, there is a dozen games on Monday, and that is the last day before the holiday break for the National Hockey League. And I I will talk more about that right now, since Monday we have a special show, which I will talk about momentarily. As far as Monday, December 23rd, Some games to watch out for. Here's a big one. The Caps and the Bruins. Two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. The Capitals, led by Ovechkin and Carlson. The Bruins, led by Pasta and Marchand. You know, both teams are... uh, I don't want to say they're slated to make the Cup Final. I think both teams could meet later on in the playoffs. That's a potential Eastern Conference Final preview. And that's one I would look forward to watching. So Caps and Bruins on Monday night. And one final game that if you're a hockey fan is worth checking out would be the Avs and the Golden Knights. Why is that game worth watching? You know, aside from, you know, players coming back for Colorado, Nathan McKinnon is worth the price of admission. He's been single-handedly leading this Colorado Avs team to not being in the doldrums of the standings. They could have laid down after suffering a slew of injuries, but they have not. In fact, the Colorado Avs are second in their division, 47 points, only three games back of the St. Louis Blues. The Blues are 22-8-6. The Avs are 22-10-3. And And Dallas is right there at 20-12-4. And the Pacific Division. Do we have to talk about this? Arizona's in first place. Yes, the Arizona Coyotes with Taylor Hall. 
They're in first place with 44 points at 20, 13, and 4. Vegas, they have 44 points. They're at 19, 13, and 6. So they have one more game played. And Edmonton is at 42 points, 19, 14, and 4. When you think about those point totals, the Ducks are only 10 points back of that third spot in the Pacific Division. I'm not saying that the Ducks, you know, have to go all out in the trade deadline. I mean, the Ducks are still in last place, but that's how tightly packed the Pacific Division is. You know, the Ducks are in last place with 32, then the Kings 34, 34, 34, 38, 38, 39. I mean, it's really close in that division. Really, in the whole Western Conference, it is that close. You have 12 teams that are within 10 points of each other. And with that, I would like to wish everyone a fantastic weekend. And if you're traveling out of state or traveling to visit family for the holidays, be careful out there. And you can listen to previous episodes of Locked on Ducks on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. And check out Locked on Ducks on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD on Twitter. And, you know, please, please, please keep sending your questions. I had a good question earlier that I answered about drafts. So if you want to ask me a question, I will answer it. And you can do that uh, via email. Locked on Anaheim Ducks at gmail.com. Or you can ask me a question on Twitter. Or if you see me in person, you can ask me in person too. <laughs> I'm I'm very good about that. So hopefully that question was answered. You know, draft picks to watch out for. And I mentioned earlier that we have some shows next week. Here is the schedule as of right now. Uh, Sunday night. There will most likely be a show Sunday night. Why is that? Well, look for a recap episode of the two games at New York, where I will have a special guest on that show. And on Monday, we're back with it. And I figure this is a good week to air this. It is the second Jeopardy special taking place Monday, December 23rd. Mark your calendars for that. Again, the Jeopardy special of Locked on Ducks will take place December 23rd. Or rather, that will air December 23rd. Once again, the Jeopardy special of Locked on Ducks, where I will be joined by three of your favorite Locked on NHL hosts. One of them has played before, back as a returning champion of sorts. Tuesday, it will be a Christmas Eve special. I'll just leave it at that. Thursday is going to be our Locked on Goals and look at the minors and also the juniors. So that show will come out sometime in the afternoon because there are World Juniors taking place Thursday morning at 6 o'clock Pacific time, 10 o'clock Pacific time. You know, that's a game to watch out for, by the way, is USA versus Canada on Boxing Day, December 26th. So that will be Thursday's show. And then Friday, we'll be right back with previewing that weekend's games and back with our normal slate of shows. So, yes, I plan on doing four shows next week. Christmas Day will obviously be off. You know, that way everyone can spend it with their families and not have to hear me jabber on for a long time. Tuesday's show, I'm going to keep as a short show. It'll be maybe 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. With that, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. 
for Locked on Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying I'll see you at the rink. Stay cool, Anaheim, and happy holidays. Mm-hmm.